Long-term investing, which is typically defined as investing for 12 months or more, right? And having the security for 12 months or more, as well as trade. So I will say the first step, however, if you are interested in a long-term approach to anything, as well as short-term, is educating yourself, mm -hmm. right? Understanding what it takes to be a profitable company, right? yeah. a company that's going to do well. Also understanding the differences between the different types of investing styles. So there's growth investing, there's value investing, and there's income investing. Hello, how are you? Hello, LaCorie. I'm good. How are you? Excellent. I'm great. It's such a pleasure to connect with you from Clubhouse. Yes, yes. I am such a fan of Clubhouse. It has been a wonderful <laughs> disconnection and an opportunity to meet some really amazing people. So thank you so much for reaching out to me as well. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I definitely know that from your profile, it tells us that you're a digital real estate investor you're, you're a stock trader and an options trader where you coach on a mission to build the bridge between new investors and generational wealth. Yes. Yes. That is Absolutely. amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. My whole goal is to help to eradicate wealth disparities, specifically among people who are black and black and brown communities. And also just to promote the, the wealth transfer of generational wealth. So that, that's my thing. My printer is like acting up. So let me figure out what's going on here. Because I was trying to print out my, my notes, but let me turn it off. Hold on. Okay, hopefully that'll work. Okay, so just stop blinking. Okay. Awesome. It's so good to have you here. I would love people to know about how you started and why you started. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize we were recording. My apologies. No, you're fine. You were this, right? Yes, definitely. Okay, perfect. I'm so sorry. Okay, so could you repeat that question for me? Yeah, my question is, I wanted to know how you started and why you started. Yes, yes. So, um, so actually, my journey with becoming a trader in the stock market really started with a gift of five point three million dollars. Wow! And so, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to lead a unit at a university and work with a donor who was so generous that she decided to gift us the five point three million in order to build a building. And so, I became so inspired by her generosity and just thought to myself, wow, I would hope to someday to be able to leave a legacy um, that will live in perpetuity similar to what she has given. But I also recognized that my nine to five would not put me in that position at all. Mm. My university treats me well, gives me you know, nice salary benefits and all that, but I'm definitely not the income to be able to, to build wealth in the way that she has been able to. So with that, over time, I got to know her a lot better, um, and I learned that she accumulated a lot of her wealth in the stock market. And from there, I was like, okay, I gotta figure this thing out. Something I had been an investor long-term, but not really actively trading or being intentional about what I was doing. And so when I learned that, I figured, okay, let me just devour, devour and learn everything that I possibly could. And so from there, I began to study. Um, I began to read all the books I could read. I learned how to read candlesticks, um, started watching YouTube videos, you name it. Wow. <laughs> and um, began really digging in and trading on my own. 
I wasn't good at first, I'll be honest, I was not good. <laughs> and so I began taking classes and from there that's when I learned how to leverage strategies in order to trade and be consistent, consistently profitable. And from there, I just fell in love with it and the rest is history. Wow, that's an amazing success story because you have, you're welcome, you have been able to get the best out of what people have given to you. And now you're giving it back by adding knowledge to their database. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And my whole goal, one of the reasons why I named my business Invest to Give is to help position not only myself to leave a financial legacy, but to encourage others to um, really be able to be financially positioned to support the causes and the people that they care most about. Wow. That is that is a beautiful story because it just tells me that it's coming from the heart and you're you're here to help. You're not here to ridicule or, you know, scorn someone. It's more so that they don't know. Now they know because you are the bridge that connected the two together. Thank you. Yes, that's absolutely it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, in, in terms of finance, stocks, trades, because this word sound like buzzwords to people who have no clue what's going on are you able to like simplify what stocks and trades and options do for a person who is investing that has no idea of where to start absolutely and that's one of the the pieces of feedback that i receive often from my students that are in my courses as well as when I teach workshops, uh, one of the things I always hear is that, wow, you can, you have a knack of making this really simple. And so that is, that's my aim, is to make the stock market a much more approachable space for people who have not, um, that don't have a background in this area. And I would also say that my background actually speaks to that. None of the degrees that are on my wall suggest that I should be owning a business teaching people how to trade. (laughs) My background is in education. So um, that's one of the things that I'm proud of is that, you know, I don't have the MBA. I don't have the financial um, certifications, if you will. Um, that would suggest that I should be dwelling in the financial markets, but I'm also extremely good at it, right? Mm. So that just tells you that when you study, when you learn, when you put your mind to learning a skill that you can leverage for a lifetime, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So um, that's one of the things that I, I would say I'm incredibly proud of, as well as being able to just break things down in a way that's digestible um, and helps people to understand, you know, how to, one, first and foremost, speak the language, then also using their understanding of the language in order to build um, wealth. wealth. Okay. I definitely like the fact that you are in a different background and you're doing this almost full-time now, if not full-time, completely and now you've been able to let people know that even if you have a background in another industry it doesn't stop you from learning the basics and the fundamentals to success absolutely it's absolutely achievable absolutely it's a skill it's definitely a skill so just like a carpenter can become a master carpenter just like a designer can learn how to design something i mean it's it's learning a skill but the, the 
really amazing thing about learning how to leverage the stock market in order to generate income and build wealth yeah. is that it's something you can use for life. You know, True. something that you can absolutely use for life. One of the things that I was incredibly inspired by um, in my journey, I, I continually educate myself in this space, but prior, prior to COVID, I attended several of the TD Ameritrade trainings. And during those sessions, I would see a lot of our more seasoned citizens, you know, in that space learning about um, how to trade on the stock market. And it just was a reminder to me that, you know, not only can we as those who may be in younger populations do this, but this is something you can use forever, right? Yeah. The stock market's not going anywhere. And so um, just having an opportunity to utilize a skill, I think, is something that's really, really helpful. Okay. That's a good point that you mentioned. I think I'll also want to ask something, you know, just to add on to what you said. If somebody had two options, right? And this just came to me. If somebody had two options between investing in the stock market and investing in real estate, what what would you advise them to do? If they had just one investment cash ready to create that, you know, that return, where would you advise them to go and why? Okay, so first I was going to say both. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll start by saying the reason why I say both, um, because I believe in diversification. Right? There's four different asset classes. And so if we have the availability to diversify in all four, that is the optimal, I, I would say, um, idea, right, is to be able to do that. But if I had to pick just one between stocks and real estate, I would definitely say stocks because you can mm. invest in real estate through the stock market. You can invest in something called REITs, and that will give you exposure to real estate. There are also um, many companies that are in the real estate space that are publicly traded on the stock market as well. So you can accomplish both by investing and u- utilizing the stock market. Now, one thing I will will say and another reason why I say that the stock market may be a really great space to place your money is that we have been in a bull market for over a decade now and when I say a bull market that means that prices have continuously been appreciating Mm-hmm. Now, we have had some some hiccups, which is called pullbacks here and there, um, specifically Corona. Um, also, um, and recently, we had a bit of a correction in the market as well. But with that, if you understand how to trade, you know that you can make money in both directions. So if the stock market is appreciating, you can profit. But then also, if it, there's a pullback that happens, you can do something called shorting and make money that way, too. Oh. And if you're trading options, you can buy a call or you can buy a put. <laughs> so regardless of the direction that the market's moving in, um, if you know how to leverage it, you can be profitable. Wow. That's a great answer. I like the fact that you mentioned diversify because that just makes more room for creating a space that you've probably never been in. But now that you're invested, especially when you're invested in something, you want to see it to the finish. So that's where the, the, the amazing lifestyle comes in when you're able to build that connection between two things and really understand what it is for you. Now, normally people think about Bitcoin. They think about stocks. They think about all these things going on. Bitcoin is going up. Bitcoin is coming down. When somebody is investing 
and they're using all these apps like Robinhood or Coinbase, where do you put that person as an end user? Because you understand the fundamental practices, but someone that just wants to invest and leave it for five years, how does that person get in and what decisions do they have to factor in before they make their first move? Yeah, so that's a great question. So just similar to what I talked about earlier regarding diversification, I think it's helpful to utilize both strategies, right? Long-term investing, which is typically defined as investing for 12 months or more, right? And having the security for 12 months or more, as well as trading. So I would say the first step, however, if you are interested in a long-term approach to anything, as well as short-term, is educating yourself. Right, understanding what it takes to be a profitable company, right? yeah. a company that's going to do well. Also, understanding the differences between the different types of investing styles. So, there's growth investing, there's value investing, and there's income investing. So, understanding the differences between those three, because once you understand that, you'll know what to look for within the fundamentals. Like, what does it take to be a good value company, right? What are those financial metrics? Um, so understanding that and what style fits you well, I think would be helpful as well. Now, I say that to say it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do one or the other. You can be all three, but just understanding the metrics of, of how to define what makes sense for you is really important. Okay. Are you able to also let us know the difference between those three and what they actually mean because someone can google it but they may get a better explanation from you yeah i'll be happy to okay so when we're looking at a value investor right yeah. so that is one a person who has a similar investment style such as a warren buffett right they're looking for companies whose intrinsic value meaning mm-hmm. their financial metrics suggest that they are worth more than what they're currently trading So the intrinsic value is worth more than what you can buy the stock for today. Okay. So for that, one of the key financial metrics you're going to be looking at is price to earnings. Okay. That's just one. There's others, but price to earnings is important. Another type of investing style is growth investing. So that's when we're looking for companies who are expected to outperform the overarching market. Okay. So on any given year, the market will um, tend to appreciate 8 to 10%. And so if you're looking for companies whose growth is going to outpace that, okay, whose return, I should say, is going to outpace that. Okay. So typically you'll find companies in a tech space that are considered to be growth companies. Now, one thing to note, however, is that as of late, um, when we look at the... Um, various kind of investing styles value investing has started to pick up steam whereas the growth investing has declined a bit because we're seeing a pullback in some of the the growth stocks um but don't let it don't let it deter you because it is beginning to narrow a bit so i would just say you know spend some time educating yourself in that space okay so we've talked about we've talked about growth Investing, we also talked about technical. The other one is income. And so that's when looking for companies who offer dividends. Mm. And you may be asking, okay, so what is dividends? So dividends is when um, a company provides you with profits, a cut of the profits on top of appreciation. Okay. So, for example, 
McDonald's is one that my daughter loves, right? And so they have, over the past several years, offered a dividend on this like $5 or more, right? So for each share that you own, you're going to get $5. So you ain't got to get up and go to work, put on your makeup, get in your car, none of that, right? <laughs> Getting extra money on top of appreciation. Yeah. So, um, that's just a quick overview of the three different styles. Okay. I love that. I love the fact that each of them has a level to reach, but you can also do all three when you know that you're putting all your eggs in different baskets, not in just one basket. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if somebody's interested in dividend investing or becoming an income investor, a quick and easy way to determine if a company offers dividends is by going to a website like like a Yahoo Finance or Morningstar or something like that and looking at the stock summary. Mm. And if you look on the stock summary, there is a section there that says dividends or dividend yields. And that's where you'll be able to determine um, if a company offers that or not. Wow. Yes, I definitely agree with that. I believe I think it takes about seven years for a company to become a, an IPO, right? Yes. Yes. So I don't know the exact number of years it takes for companies to go through the Security Exchange Commission to get approved, but it yeah. does take a lot. It takes a lot for them to, to meet that benchmark. Okay. And in terms of trading and investing, because we've talked about those two and we've talked about them at length, but for someone who doesn't know, like trading is like, okay, I give you something, you give me something back. Investing is like, I give you something and I expect something back by X percent. So what's the difference between those two when they're making those decisions about investments or trading? Mm-hmm. So I think it depends on your end goal so um if you and also your time horizon so if you have time to allow your money to just work for you on your behalf then utilizing an investment strategy will be really important and that's where it's important to really understand the fundamentals of a company the the financial metrics that i just mentioned because that's going to help you to determine already is this a good company that makes financial sense, right? I always say that, you know, buying what you know doesn't always make sense with right. the CENTS, right? But really understanding what's happening behind the corporate class, right? To determine if the finances of a company will position you well in order to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about other things outside of companies, right? Because having exposure to one said company can put you at undue risk. So there's ways to mitigate that through investing in things called exchange traded funds, which is like a basket of companies, right? That will help you to not have as much exposure to say, for example, if there is a, a, um, say for instance, a CEO gets caught up in a scandal. or if a company goes bankrupt or anything can happen right at any given time but if you are in something called an ETF or you're investing in something called an ETF then the something that might happen with one company won't be as impactful on your overarching portfolio Mm. okay that's something to consider 
The other thing is when you're investing in ETFs is if you have two companies or three companies that are major players in the market. So for example, if you have like an Apple or uh, Amazon or a Tesla, you know, all in one ETF and a particular sector is being hit at one time, that can also impact that. So just making sure, again, going back to the diversification mix, mm-hmm. that, that you have multiple types of companies in it so that um, at any given time you won't be impacted too greatly. So that's, that's that. And then also investing in index funds is another option too. And so that is when you're mirroring various indices. Um, so that puts you, it, it makes it a little bit less um, risky, if you will, okay. than investing in individual companies. So that's one. So that's the financial metrics side. The other piece that I would say, as it relates to trading, as traders, we aren't as concerned with all of the finances. Mm. We want to make sure that it's a solid company, right? It's a good company. But as far as understanding price to book, price to earnings, you know, all that, all of those metrics. We're, our main tool of analysis is a stock chart, right? So we want to look at the stock chart, determine levels of support, levels of resistance. We want to be understanding what's going on with price movement. That's where we know where our pivot, pivot points are in order to execute our trades. So that's, that's our, our tool of analysis, whereas one who's primarily focused on long term, they're going to be looking at some other, other types of things. Okay. Wow, that's definitely a one-on-one for people who need to know about stocks, exchanges, and trading for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I think for me, even if I think about what you've said now, it makes more sense when you're going into a, a trading or an investing space that you have no clue what's going on. But because like you mentioned, checking the dividends per year, even if it's a small company, because there's some stocks that you see on the apps and you've never heard of the companies, but the market is up. So when you see the market being up and market going down, how do those things affect your financial decisions at the time and day you actually decide to invest in? Because I got to know recently that when you invest at a certain price, even if it goes down one second later, you've already bought it at the price that it was initially, not the price that it is now. So how do you make sure that you're not, you know, shooting yourself too low and also not trying to shoot too high and then get unexpected ends that you didn't expect that, oh, I wish I did this five seconds ago because now the stock has gone down. So how do you measure that out? You know, that is such a wonderful question. So I think that it's always important to understand what your risk tolerance is. Right. And I always tell my students that it's critical that before you take a trade, that you're able to build a case as to why that trade makes sense. Right. Think of yourself as if you're a judge. Right. And you have to convince that judge who is yourself why you should put your hard earned money at work in this particular trade. If you can click off, check off these respective things, I have a mind map that I offer my students. If you can check off the things on that mind map, then that's when you know, okay, this makes sense for me to place this trade. Yeah. A part of that is understanding your risk tolerance. 
So if you go in knowing, I don't want to lose more than $20 on this trade, right? So even if it does go down after you initially, um, initially place the trade, if it hits, now $20 is very conservative. So, you know, you want to give it some space, you know, for it. The, the price to move yeah. but even if it does go down by some you know that you're by putting in stops when you place your trade you know that if it hits whatever that risk tolerance is you're going to get out of that trade and so if it pulls back some that's okay that's okay as long as it doesn't hit your risk tolerance mm. that's, that's really important um, also it's important to just recognize that the stock market does three things it goes up it goes down it goes sideways Right. Okay. And so it's, it's likely, you know, when you first place a trade, it's likely to fall a bit, right? Unless it's on momentum, it may pull back a bit. But if you if you read the charts, you understand, you've gone through your case building process, and it makes sense, then there's a great livelihood that is going to go in the direction that you decided to go. Okay. I like the fact that you, you gave those three options because I was literally going to ask you about the day versus swing trading that's something that you've just said because people are like oh okay it goes up it goes down it goes sideways okay so <laughs> where do i fall in so when you think about the day versus the swing trading what does that mean when somebody is going into this course study yeah, so that's a great question as well and i get this question a lot so when you are a swing trader you are holding on the technical definition is that you're going to hold on to your position for overnight right okay. so you're not you're not in and out of your position in one day you're looking at a longer term trajectory um ideally you're looking at your charts you're determining where those respective pivot points are in other words your levels of resistance and you're planning your trade out for the longer term whether it's your your buying that will that will be a longer term trade whereas a day trader you have to have specific criteria and qualifications to be determined a day trader okay what day trading will allow you to do is to enter and exit trades throughout the day as many times as you desire okay no, there's all types of things to go in at. It depends on you know, how much margin and so forth and so forth you have. But um, you should be able to get in and out of trades. Now, in order to be considered a day trader, there is a financial benchmark that you have to have, and that's $25,000 in your account. If you have the $25,000, you're, you're, you can be considered a day trader, which will give you that possibility to get in and out. Now, if you don't, one of the reasons why they don't allow you as a swing trader to get in and out is that they don't want you to over trade right so mm. you have three times in five day period in order to get in and out of a trade during the same day okay hopefully that makes sense that makes sense and now okay. it, it also kind of gets me to the point of realizing that if i want to be a swing trader then i must be prepared for the risk and the reason why they're also not letting you get there if you're not on that threshold is because they don't want you to have liabilities that are now you know on them yet you made that decision to fall in right 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you also, I mean, we're, we're portfolio managers. So anytime we are trading, we want to make sure that we're looking at this from a portfolio standpoint, not just okay. a one trade standpoint. So if, if we work hard for our money, right, <laughs> regardless of where the source of it's coming from, whether it's, you know, from a job or you just did a quick, you know, gig to whatever it is, right? We work hard for that. So um, making sure that we are protecting it in a way that we're positioning ourselves to be profitable and not losing is incredibly important. Exactly. I love that. It, it just makes you more knowledgeable about what you're about to get into before you start so that when you do get in, you know what the expectations are, even though, like you said, your risk tolerance has to be really high so that you don't feel that you're being pressured. And if you lose it, you lose it. But if you gain, it's like a win. So you don't have to think about the, the ifs and maybes, but think about the facts because you've been able to do your research. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And with invest to give, I would really love, you know, for our audience to learn more about your course, what your course is about, and just give them an overview of what the curriculum is. Absolutely, absolutely. So I am so grateful because right now I'm in a season of growth. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Um, so I'm just over the moon right now. So I have a couple of different things to that, that I offer to the community. Um, first and foremost, I offer a program called Invest Young, and that is for youth ages 12 to 17, where I teach kids and expose them to the stock market. Wow. During that course, um, young people have the opportunity to not only understand how to read stock summaries and stock charts, they actually build their own portfolios. And they have two weeks in which they will go through and monitor the stock market, monitor the companies that they have place into their portfolio and then they come back and then they create a profit and loss statement and then I actually give them an Amazon gift card for the this, the youth who has um, acquired the greatest level of profit over wow. and so I love, love, love teaching that class <laughs> because it's, it's just fun like when I think about generational wealth building I can't think of a better way than to teach young people and expose them to a way to generate wealth so yeah Yes. That's a so good that's, one. Thank you. That's one. And so the other, as I have a program or a bundle, if you will, called Trade Your Payday. And that's an um, opportunity for people who are really in the space where they're like, okay, I'm really interested in this to transition to a place where they're invested. Okay. And so that is offered now as a bundle so it's a video course um, with a number of different modules in it that will teach you pretty much everything you need to know in order to get started as a trader so that is the second thing i also offer 90 day laser coaching program and this is where i really dig in and provide a lot of impact to students so within a program students have unlimited access to me to schedule coaching sessions um, with the caveat that they have to complete their wealth work Okay, wealth work has to be done because we have to make sure we're continuing to progress. I also offer Sunday sessions where we prepare for the next week for our trades. Um, and then um, last but not least, I trade live with those students as well. So we hop on during intraday, we talk through our trades, I talk through my thought process um, of trading, and then I also um, give 
my students an opportunity to talk through their thought processes as well as we're placing these respective trades. So that's the laser coaching program. And then last but not least, this one hasn't been launched yet, but I'm super excited to be launched on June 1st. It is my signature program um, called Made For More. And so that will be a full inclusive suite of trading mindset um, work as well as holistic wellness work. Because I believe we have to be healthy in our minds and bodies in order to be really, really strong traders. And so, um, yeah, I'm super excited about that program. That more information about that will be released awesome you know what i was thinking about when you mentioned the first course it's like invest to give is like a place where you're coming from an entry level at let's say the age of 16 you've been able to build your work experience your internship program from an inbound perspective and then by the time you're done and you've been able to achieve that goal especially to your satisfaction and also the standard of the the community they can now take that confidence to the next level, which is now your next course, and then give them another refinery tool to create that, you know, what do you call it? Yes, generational wealth for yourself. Because if you think about the, the history of how, you know, money has been spent, you know, money is retained in terms of investing and how we're able to really, you know, stay in connection with what we do, you realize that, the kids of today are very knowledgeable, especially because of technology. But I think also because that you've given them an avenue to succeed and also find their own peers. Now it makes them more confident in making those financial decisions when they're older. I like that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's one of my favorites. You're welcome. Anytime. Now, if you if you think about all this four, I believe all these four courses, the modules, what would you say is, I know they're all dear to you, but which one, <laughs> which one stands out the most to you that someone has to say, okay, I have to make a decision between these four. Which one would I pick to start and which one would I finish with? I think that if you're seeking true transformation, my signature program made for more is definitely going to be a game changer. So um, I am super excited about just getting this started um, yeah. because it, it's not it's not just teaching one a skill, but it's helping to promote overall wellness, right? Um, trading is a mental game. It is it's a completely mental game. I can teach a skill all day, right? But you have to have the mindset, the discipline, the patience to be consistently profitable. And so this program is going to be something that really helps to um, nurture that space. It's also designed to help people to realize that, um, you know, the more that they're made for. Right. Mm -hmm. So my, my target market with this particular program is to speak to those who uh, may be sitting in nine to five jobs where they have um, not really realized their full potential. Maybe they're waiting for their seat at the table. Maybe they're waiting on the next promotion. Um, the means to accomplish our life's desires is not necessarily a job. It's the financial resources yeah. that will afford us that, right? And so it is my goal and my desire, my prayer that I will be able to offer people a, another way 
another opportunity to acquire those financial resources that that will help them to live a life that just feeds their soul. And so that is um, the aspiration with with Made for More is to be able to to provide that space and that opportunity as well as that skill set. That's great. That's really great. It it definitely shows that this is a need and people are required to solve solutions. But when they're able to go through training and coaching programs like the ones you have, it makes them more confident. And even when you're not there, they can also teach somebody else, which is the whole essence of education. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's my hope. That is truly my hope is that people will take the skill that they're learning and teach others, teach your kids, right? And this truly be a generational thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay. This is amazing. I love Invest to Give. The logo is amazing. It's it looks like the Wi-Fi is strong. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're welcome. I love the visual. I love I love everything about it. If if there's someone that is trying to reach out to you to know where to even start, how do they get in contact with you? What are the options that they have available? Yes, absolutely. So the quickest way to reach me, and I love DMs because I love just connecting with people. So um, the quickest way to reach me is um, through Instagram, which is at invest to give. Um, you can reach me there. You can also visit my website, which is investtogive.com for more information about my site, my, my work. And then also um, you can find me on Facebook at invest to give So I'm pretty much everywhere if you just use invest, the number two, give. Amazing. Wow. LaCora, this is, this is amazing. I, I really appreciate you joining the Playroom to talk about this because we don't have a lot of financial topics it's mostly on marketing so when we have something like this we treat it very specially and i'm and i'm so happy you were able to be here today uh so the pleasure was all mine thank you so much for allowing me to come and to share with your audience you're welcome pleasure. you're welcome anytime wishing you a wonderful wonderful week ahead thank you you, you do the same